0: I think we even heard like 4th of July. I don't know if everybody was like, I'm being cooped up in the house and uh, I want to move on. So, um, okay, a couple quick things. Uh, we had sent out an email. If you didn't get it, check your email to do a uh, contact for 2023. It also goes into our database for uh, giving. One of the things you can do if, if you haven't received an email, you can actually use the offering envelope that's uh, in the seat back and you can write out name, address, Um, Phone number, birth date, we missed Stephanie's birthday, Daniel's birthday. Anybody else we missed your birthday? All right, happy birthday if we missed you. Some of you are trying to remember, when is my birthday? But uh, (laughs) write that or respond to that email so we have your contact information. Men, we have breakfast this coming Saturday. Oh, and it's nice and cold, so it'll be good sitting outside. And then ladies, February's men's breakfast you're gonna actually be inside with Michelle for ladies, I should say ladies men's breakfast, that's not right, ladies breakfast. So um, anyway, that's February, you can, if you happen to show up, we'll just put you inside or we'll put you at the Porsche Club that shows up the same time, but uh, that'll be coming up. And then right after service, we have our chili cook-off. How many we have, crock pots, eight or nine? Eight or nine pots of chili. I shouldn't even say that before service here. What a perfect day, though, right? And so there's prizes for those that have. Uh, oh, there'll be instructions. Okay, there'll be instructions. So that means I just can't run over and. Okay, all right. Which I won't do that. All right. Well, let me read these uh, two verses for our tithes and offerings. Proverbs chapter three, verse nine and ten, says this: Honor the Lord with your possessions, and with the first fruits of all your increase, so that your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new line. Honor the Lord. As we do each and every week, we're going to put a prayer on the screen. I want you to pray it individually. In fact, as you pray it from your heart, pray it in honoring the Lord in our time of giving. Let's pray this together. As I give in today's offering, I receive all that the Lord will open up to me of his good treasure, so I can be generous on all occasions. I choose to honor the Lord today with my offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, if you're giving today in service, there's an envelope in your seat back pocket. You can place that in the slot that's on the wall by the sound booth as you exit. You can also go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org, and you could give online. Amen. Well, open with me, if you have your Bible, if you have your phone, if you have your tablet, or if you have it in your memory, to Matthew chapter 25. And I'm going to start in a minute at verse 31. I'm going to put on the screen, I'm going to have them put on the screen first, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. So I want to read Proverbs 1, 7 out of the New King James. And then I want to read it out of the Amplified Bible. And this is one of those, again, verse 7 in Proverbs, right in the beginning. But I want to set this up before we get into Matthew. And listen to the wisdom that Solomon is gaining. And he says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Some of your translations will say wisdom. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. I think it was a couple years ago I did a message on the beginning. We looked at this verse. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Well, I want to read this out of the Amplified Bible version. Okay, The Amplified stretches it out, but listen to this. The reverent fear of the Lord, that is worshiping Him and regarding Him as truly awesome is the beginning and the preeminent part of knowledge, its starting point and its essence. But arrogant fools, that's pretty strong language, right? You arrogant fool, how many of you have ever heard that? No, you have to raise your hand, all right. But arrogant fools despise skillful and godly wisdom, and instruction, and self-discipline. I wanted to read that first part, the reverent fear of the Lord. That is, here's what the fear of the Lord is, great description, worshiping Him and regarding Him as awesome. How was that burrito you had last night? Oh, it was awesome. It wasn't, right? We use that word awesome for a lot of things. Really, it's set aside for God. The fear of the Lord is this awe and reverence for God. It's the beginning of all things. So now I want to jump into Matthew 25. In fact, my title uh, today and the two words. How many of you can remember two words? How many of you, that's like a struggle. Hey, that's asking a lot today, right? I was up till 2 a.m., The two words are, unto me. In fact, that's going to be Jesus' words. I want it to be some words that captivate our heart this year, that we remember that in all things that we do, we are doing it unto him, or as Jesus said, unto me. Matthew chapter 25. Let me read, in fact, I'm going to read both of these parts, uh, and it starts in verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as the shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison when you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, in as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Let me read on. Then he will say to those on the left hand, "Depart from me, you curse, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? And he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, In as much as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it unto me. me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Father, we pray that we remember unto you is not just a list of the exact things Jesus said to do. It's living my life unto you because it's all about you. Father, I pray in the time that we have that those two words, unto me, are just seared in our hearts and spirits this year as a lifestyle. And we bless and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me put these words up and then I'll back up a little bit. In fact, anybody see the uh, movie The Beautiful Mind? And he's got all these like, I feel like that's how my mind is today, but I'm gonna try to simplify this. in just a little bit. Um, Jesus' two words in verse 40. In fact, I'm going to put a couple translations on the screen. Now the American Standard Version, in fact, New King James we read, you did it to me. The American Standard Version uses unto me. The New Living says, you were doing it to me. And the New Century Version, you also did it for me. Two words. So Matthew 25, obviously, is a prophetic book, right? It's the end of all ends. It's as everybody is gathered together. But notice what Jesus puts down as so important to him is, am I doing these things that I do unto him? The, this fall, as we were going through uh, a marriage series with uh, a couple, love it's called Love and Respect, there's also two things. In fact, there's only one thing I need to do as a husband. It really makes it easy. I'm to love my wife as Christ loved the church. Oh, yeah, and gave his life for her. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, right? The why, in fact, it mentions in Ephesians is to respect her husband. Love and respect. In loving Michelle, I'm putting on Christ. In Michelle, respecting me, she's putting on Christ because that's sometimes anti-what marriage is. Now, it seems so simple, doesn't it? Oh, that was easy. All i got to do is love her? Simple, right? I do that all the time. I don't even need to tell her. No. All of those things we do. The other one was at a a memorial service at Valley Community Church, a gentleman named Ben Lozano, who had a prison. I've known him since, oh, 1983 or something, He's always had a prison ministry. That's all he ever really talked about. And yet at his memorial, a prisoner had come who had been released a few years ago. And this gentleman came up and he said, he read the verse about um, Ben coming to him in prison. And in prison, he accepted Jesus as his savior. In fact, he said, when I got out of prison, the man that picked me up was Ben Lozano, the gentleman that had passed away. He took me to his home and served me the chili rellenos that he was telling me about for ten years, right? (laughs) It was one of those things. He said, I wouldn't be here today if he had not told me about Jesus. So impacting those two words. So really, of all the stories of the gospel that we read, we see Jesus serving. We see Jesus bowing to wash the disciples' feet. Washing the disciples' feet must have been the most humbling thing to do. In fact, it really was. That God himself would get on his knees to wash their feet. But in doing so, it speaks a lot about what Jesus said, this love and respect. Okay, a couple things here. As I'm reading the uh, last couple of weeks, and I'm reading through the Bible, and, and how many of you know God is love? How many of you know that, right? God is love. Do you know and I'm reading, do you know it's only mentioned three times in the Bible? Three times. In fact, we read most of them in 1 John, that we're told God is love. Now, we know God so loved the world, in fact, that word is the world system. He so loved this world that he gave his son. But we read about God's love three or four times. Do you know what we read 118 times in the Bible? Is that God is holy. Do you know we read another 415 times? That holy is the Lord. In fact, one of the songs that I'll I'll hear, the Christian song, it's so good. And the, the lyric is, the only thing in God's heart is love for you. Well, his heart has other things too. He's a merciful God. He's a God of justice. He's a God that's watching. Yeah, he is full of love that he even puts up with us. But God is holy, right? Holy is the Lord. That resets us to remembering our Father is a holy God in these days. The other two things, in fact, as we get into the next couple weeks that really have impacted me is when the Bible talks about our hearts And the Bible talks about our homes. Do you know that 900 times in the Bible there's the reference of our hearts? 900 times it's referenced. In fact, what's interesting is the physical heart, in fact, feel your heart or your pulse. Let's make sure everybody's alive this morning. All right, you made it. Everybody's good. That is the central organ in your body. It's pumping blood all throughout your body right now. It's keeping you going because you know in just a little bit you're going to be eating chili. And it's going to be full of spice. That's your heart. But according to the Bible, the most important part of your spiritual life is your spirit, the heart on the inside. That's the most important one. And the Bible addresses that 900 times. So it lets me know that God is more interested in the condition of my heart than any gifts, any talents, any education, anything at all. In fact, the heart is the very first priority to God. It's first. We're to make our hearts soft and teachable so that we can listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. In fact, uh, the Hebrew word heart is the word "cardia." Cardia. Does that sound like any of our medical ones? Cardia, which we understand, right, is the, the heart bit. Um, at Christmas, uh, uh, celebrating with my brother, we were talking about our dogs, their dogs, before they passed away, their dogs had a cardiologist. <laughs> I mean, you think about, well, I guess so, heart doctors, right? But what's interesting, that's the Hebrew word, but that describes the very center of our being we could call it this it's our inner life and nobody in here knows the condition of my heart except me Michelle might think she does but she doesn't know every thought and intent of my heart she might be able to read me after 30 years but I'm the only one that knows the conditions of my heart and that's why I have to be so teachable and humble before the Lord. In fact, uh, and I I made some quick notes, and let me just throw these out real quick. Um, Given the opportunity to oversee God's creation, and specifically the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, their hearts were focused on themselves. That's what we're going to see in the Bible. It's the whole bit of, do I do it unto him, or do I do it unto me. They were focused on themselves. They wanted to be like God, knowing good from evil. It's interesting when we go through the Bible and we see that God does a reset with Noah, and yet it's not too much longer later that we read about the Tower of Babel and the specific word that the Bible says was they were going to build a tower to make a name for themselves. Right? It was going to reach high up into the heavens. But there's somebody in the Bible that we read about in Isaiah, and I think his name is Lucifer. Anybody ever heard that word before? Um, He's quoted, in fact, Jesus mentions a few things out of Isaiah, but he's quoted as saying this about his heart. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights. I will be like the most high. Who is he talking about? Himself. Joshua. In fact, Eric talk, taught about it, uh, the sin of Achan, that there was one, right? Everything was to go to God, but there was one that wanted stuff for himself. To where he thought he could bury it in his tent and hide it and nobody would see it and nobody saw it except god he had no fear of the lord but what's interesting in acts chapter 13 verse 22 now remember david we read about in first samuel and in second samuel we know that david his whole start was he was tending the sheep he was away Even when it was time to pick a king and Samuel came down, they'd forgotten about David. We know all about David's shortcomings. We read in the book of Psalms about his heart and his prayer and his worship unto God. And we read this in the book of Acts, Acts 13, 22. And it says, and when he had removed, talking about Saul, he raised up for them David as king to whom also he gave testimony and said, listen to this. I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. God says that. I have found some a man after my own heart. How powerful is that? And here's what it ends says. Who will do all my will? I pray that in all of us that our Father looks down from heaven today. And he looks and he says, I see her. She is a woman after my own heart and she will do my will. Right? She will do my will. But we know this, no one is perfect. Look at your neighbor. You know, I'm sorry, I know you're not perfect. <laughs> no one is perfect. But it's how I align my heart to God. So Jesus gives us that list. If I've fed somebody, all of us have probably taken meals to somebody before, all of us have visited somebody, all of us, maybe we've shared with somebody in jail or prison, we've given clothes, we've done things, but we forget that we're doing it unto him. So when that phone call comes and there's a request or something asks of you, instead of saying, again? They want your spaghetti and meatballs again. Can we just order them Taco Bell? No, I stop and I say, you know what? I'm going to do it unto you, Father. Right? I'm going to do it unto you. All right, listen to this last verse. Another amplified one. Everybody tracking good with me? Am I all over the, all right, yeah, just follow up and listen again. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 and 19 out of the amplified. And let's receive this together as a, a prayer for our heart. January 1st of 2023. Listen to this. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with the light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints God's people and so that you will begin to know what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power in us who believe these are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength let's all read that together Can everybody see that one? All right, let's start. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people, And so that you will begin to know what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power in us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength. So I got up yesterday morning and as I try to do every week or so, I go into the book of Revelation and I read the letters to the seven churches. It's a little depressing when you read it, right? It's not something to get uh, excited about, but I read it because these churches were active. It's a message from Jesus through John specifically to them about that church and that ministry. And Jesus has words to say about them. And yet it was probably 30 years or so after his resurrection, maybe 35 years that things had gone astray. There's the loveless church. Fact that he refers to as you've lost your first love in me. They were doing all the right things, but they had lost the love of him. Uh, there's the persecuted church. In fact, as you read that, and hey, you're going to die and be a martyr. Praise God, right? There's uh, the compromising church. There's the corrupt church. There's the dead church. There's the faithful church. And then there's the lukewarm church. I encourage you to sit down and read the letter. In fact, all of the other part of Revelation is good to read. That's prophetic. That's to come in the future. But I believe what Jesus is always saying is for us to look at that, to get our hearts back into alignment to him. We want to be the faithful, right? The faithful church. We don't want Jesus saying, no, no, you're dead, right? Yeah, you think you're alive, but you're actually dead. And that comes when your heart is humble because you're living life unto him, or as Jesus said, unto me. Bow your heads, if you would, with me this morning as our worship team slips up. I just want to read a couple things, and we'll we'll close this out. This is January 1st. I know that. this holiday is observed tomorrow, you're probably thinking to start your diet on Wednesday or Tuesday. And I just wrote these things down that I wanted to mention. Did the Lord say something to me in 2022 that I just ignored? Many times we quote, Old things are passed away, behold, all things are new. Maybe the Lord said something to you in 2022 that you just ignored. Go back to that. Listen to what He said. Would we allow, as a church, those words, unto me, from Jesus Himself, to be a heart cry for us in 2023? That we could say, today, Lord, I will remember you in all that I do. And I will say, let it all be done unto you. I pray that our hearts this year are soft, teachable, and so, so attentive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I pray over my heart and my home. I pray over my household. I pray over my extended family. Lord, I pray over all of them that 2023, that we say Joshua 24, 17, for as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Stand with me if you would. We'll close with this song.